The following show contains views and opinions that may not be suitable for all audiences. Audience discretion is advised. Howdy, 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 everybody, and welcome to Thespian Talk. I am your host, Gomer the Ranting Thespian, and with me is Michelle. Hello. And the cat. Hello, everyone. And... I'm, g- I'm gonna say something right now that's gonna throw YouTube algorithm all in a frizzy. Fuck shit, piss, fuck cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits. There. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't get advertising revenue. We, we, you know, we don't get any ad revenue on these on the YouTube version. And if, for those who don't know, a lot of the times lately, uh, I've even seen uh, let's let's players like even the game grumps will uh, will like censor like the first minute or two of their videos. Because in those first two minutes, if there's any kind of cursing or anything like that, they get demonetized. The algorithm chews them up and spits them out, that sort of thing. Uh, I think even uh, Nash of Radio Dead Air, he has to do that with his videos, too. So it's a thing, but we don't have to worry about that. In a show called What the Fuck is Wrong With You, he has to censor himself. In the first minute, yeah. (laughs) Which is stupid and arbitrary and guess what we, we don't fall under those guidelines pretty much every listener we have right now is not because of YouTube saying oh hey you might like this show or what have you it's because people have spread it around or, or they happen to upon one of my links in, on Twitter or wherever so it's not because of YouTube and any money any money that does come in because of this show and surprise surprise I actually do have a few patrons I've made more I've made more through Patreon hell I made more through Blip than I have ever had to YouTube. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if YouTube wants to keep ads off of this show or what have you, you know what? Fuck you, YouTube. I'll use your platform to, a, as a way to get the stuff out there. But you know what? Your algorithm is not the only ball game out there, buddy. We have fucking word of mouth. You know, remember word of mouth? That's how Maddox got big. Word of fucking mouth. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I had to go off on that one. So, okay. uh, with all of that, with all of that, uh, Michelle, how was your week? Um, pretty good. Um, I um we're doing uh big jobs at the moment. Um, basically we've all got our own, but we've got like the three of us doing it. Two of them got uh 180 balls. I got 960, hmm. and I've got to do it top to toe on my own. Um, and I'll give them until uh, Tuesday afternoon to finish it. Nice. Which basically means I'm going to be doing form practicing with my soldering. Ah. Um, so, like yesterday, because uh, sorry, Friday was a half day. Yeah. And I had a couple of people sort of give me advice, and I've tried this way, and the way you're doing it is a bit thing. And like, in fact, at one point he said, "Let's okay, now I've shown you how to do it. Let's have a race." I was like, oh, and like, it, I almost kept up with him, but he um he got caught on my solder. Oh no! So like, you're, you're tagging my solder. But no, it's um, doing it that way, doing the way he's showing me is actually a lot better. It's coming up a lot neater. And I've just got to go in tomorrow, set myself down, take a deep breath and find my rhythm. There you go. But otherwise, yeah, pretty chill. I'm still, I haven't seen my friend in ages. He was supposed to come around today, help me move some stuff in the garage. Yeah. We used to have a garage on our doorstep and now it's like 10 minutes up the road, which is fine if I just want to walk there, but not when I've got dozens of um, folders and shit to move. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, pretty, pretty chill week, thanks. There you go. Uh, how about you? How was your week? Oh, it was all right. 
the, this week at work was a shit show, so I decided to take Friday off uh, <laughs> just to not. So, like, my last paycheck had, like, 34 hours of overtime on it, and I was like, I, I'm taking a four-day weekend, <laughs> which I have done nothing but eat terrible food and play video games. And oh, by video yes. games, I mean Skyrim, the only video game I play. <laughs> <laughs> So this has been a great week because it literally couldn't get worse from how it started. My Monday started with I walk into work and the power's out. Oh no! And and it's like okay, literally nobody can do any work when the power's out. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the second day of work Tuesday at our other building a water main bro- broke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're, so we're like. What the fuck is going to happen Wednesday? Like, how can this escalate further? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was a hell of a week. It was such a strange week. And I was like, I'm taking a four-day weekend, and I'm just going to do nothing. I'm going to be a waste of oxygen as much as possible. <laughs> um, and it's so, like, I, I had a great four-day weekend. It's been, like, cookouts um, and... Uh, going to the movies and um making my dad watch jessica jones season three and playing with my cat and yeah that's just been it so like the rest of the week had to compensate because it couldn't get worse yeah uh, very understandable oh lordy uh as for me personally it's been a week you know working on more pixels gonna send out a batch to portland on my way out of town tomorrow well the day you're recording this, I should be down in Kissimmee, but but day the day you got the day it goes public, I should say, I'm going to be in Kissimmee. Uh, patrons will hear it before I go. <laughs> you know, one of the perks of being a patron. Um, but then uh, we didn't really do anything special, you know, for uh, Independence Day. We just kind of sat around, and then like all night, Verizon decided, oh hey, um. Uh, we're going to have an outage on Independence Day when nobody's going to be available to fucking work on it. So you're just going to have to suffer. And apparently it fixed itself overnight, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if it was just them being inept or if it was something more devious. Yeah. Hmm. And it's probably just somebody being inept, on, in, in, in all <laughs> honesty. <laughs> uh, but still, it was, it was rather annoying. Uh, yeah, I saw... And... and uh, Oh, Lordy. So, so also over this past week, California, they got, they got not one, but two goddamn earthquakes, basically, all in a row, like two days in a row. And it's like the first one came, I was like, all right, you know, somebody's going to mention it in our group. And, it's, and well, they did. And then the next day, we're on a call with this same person. And... And he's like, holy shit, earthquake happened. My, the first word out of my mouth was, again? <laughs> I mean, I know California, Southern California especially, is known for earthquakes. I know they happen. Surprisingly, I don't think I felt any all the times I drove through there. And there were times where I spent a few days down there. That's fine and dandy. But two big, like, like I think one was like a 6.9, <laughs> nice. And the other one was kind of a similar um, strength. So two big ones in a, within a span of 24 hours. I just find that weird. They're called aftershocks, Gomer. Well, yeah, but aftershocks, <laughs> I would imagine aftershocks would be comparatively smaller. 
you know, in terms of magnitude, not similar magnitude. Seismologist to come onto the. Yeah. If anybody in the audience is a seismologist and would like to tell us exactly how earthquakes work, yeah. we have some confusion. Yeah. I mean, all I know is Earth, the Earth is just like, hey, Rudy, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, we're moving, we're moving. And then and then things fall and, and, and sometimes people die, unfortunately. But, you know, uh, which, which, which is, which is not to say that the loss isn't tragic, obviously, and, and, mm. and everybody who made it out okay, I'm glad you made it. <laughs> But, you know, sometimes humor is used to cope. Uh. Yeah. Oh, What's God. great is that it's uh, it's Anime Expo weekend, so the biggest anime convention in the country is taking place in California this weekend. Oh, that's right. And so, like, all of my friends are there talking about this earthquake and and all of that. And there were, a lot of people are traveling for that show, and we're like, ah, oh, this is my first earthquake. Ah, oh, this is really exciting. <laughs> Because, you know, they're not in a place that got majorly affected. Um, mm. But uh, yeah. there was apparently some news, some, some like, news helicopter flew over. And there's just a shit ton of people outside the convention center. And there's a, a thing, a caption, where the, the guy on the, the helicopter was talking is saying, Now, I'm told they didn't evacuate, that they're all just standing in line. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's... is super funny because apparently the lines this year were really bad. Oh like yeah, hours and hours long wait. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. Like, oh my god, I couldn't do it. No, not not anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh uh-uh. uh, especially not in that heat. Because no, because I oh, mean god. I've I've definitely um in my younger days of going to Otakon, I definitely waited for like three hours outside in the rain one time. Yeah, I don't. It, in like August rain in Baltimore, it's fucking awful. And I'm Ooh. like, I can't do that again. I'm never going to do. I'm never going to go to a convention where I have to wait outside for my ticket. It's just not a thing that's going to happen. Yeah, I remember when I remember when I went to New York Comic Con back in 2013. I want to say the wait was maybe an hour, hour and a half, just trying mm-hmm. to go by memory alone. And I and I guess the the advantage was it was New York City. It was October. So it wasn't too as it wasn't as bad, but it's still ugh, just pain in the pain in the foot, which turns into a pain in the ass in my case, because <laughs> collapsing arches are fucking assholes. Uh, and, and I know some people are like, well, go get that looked at. Well, one, I already know it's a collapsing arch and I had to deal with it. And two, I didn't have anything to deal with it at the time. Yeah. So I couldn't do anything. Uh, but oh, well, you know, I know better for next time. Last convention I went to um, was the Sherlock one, the first official for the BBC series, and it was in the Excel Centre, which mm-hmm. is basically a giant convention centre on the Docklands. Hmm. Um, so nobody queues outside. So basically, upstairs is like some restaurants and stuff, and downstairs, well, there's a few different halls and stuff in the room, depending on what you want. Like some upstairs areas are more conference type rooms, whereas the rest of it is like more open plan convention halls. Hmm. And um, there were queues for the tickets, obviously, but they were all inside, which is nice. And then because um, we went for the gold one, which is the most that we could afford, we couldn't go quite as high as some of the other tickets. There was, like, no queue. Yeah. <laughs> we just went straight up and got our gold tickets, but people got the standard tickets. There was a bit more of a queue. But we went on the Friday. Like, we basically booked a hotel around the corner, and it was, like, a five-minute walk. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, 
went and got our tickets as early as we were allowed to get the tickets hmm. and then just chipped around because there was like a couple of other cons that we could walk on. It was the same weekend as the London Marathon. Oh, so wow. there was like a big sports convention happening as well like with like all the different companies that have their products and we moved around there, got some freebies. It was pretty chill. It was his first convention as well. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the, but the, the plus thing being we didn't have to wait outside and even if we were in a queue that we should have been fine. Yeah. It was, it was all undercover, all fairly aircon, pretty nice. Actually, if you look it up, it's a really nice building. It's like it is purpose built, and um, obviously because it's Darklands, there's like other restaurants and areas around it, so there's plenty of places to eat as well. Yeah, you want to? So, yeah, yeah. The the shortest line I've ever had to wait for any kind of a convention, Magfest. Mm. That that was that was just probably because they're relatively small compared to Comic Con, but still, mm. it was it was the best. Especially since yeah. it's all indoors because you walk in, you walk through the hotel first, and then you get to the convention center. So mm. so it's like right there and it's just oh it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah, so Oh god <gasps> But yeah, there's this okay. So there are two things about Disney that I wanna I wanna bring up before we go to our break. First one is they're doing a live action remake of Mulan. And yep. the trailer released the day we're recording this. Oh, and, I've seen it yet. Ooh. And I got to say, it looks amazing. Oh, checking that out later. Yeah. I, let, let me just say this. I, I had the same reaction to live action Mulan that I did to Ray. First time they showed up. Okay, you're a dreamboat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just because they're pretty. I mean, they're, they're obviously going to cast pretty people in lead roles. Lead roles. You get the idea. Yeah, yeah. But she's kicking ass, taking no shit, doing all. She's just being generally an awesome, strong character. And I'm like, yeah, you. <laughs> I like you. Uh, <laughs> and it's also, I think it's just been, yeah, it's been announced, and some of the casting has been announced for the live action Little Mermaid remake. Which, oh, yeah. Which is like, okay, um, this, despite my glowing praise for the Mulan trailer. Why, why, why so many live? Why so many remakes? Although I think in some cases it's like, well, they want to keep the copyright on them, if they're not using them or trademark or whatever, you know, just so Disney can keep siphoning money off of them. But um, you know, it, it doesn't work that. that way, huh? Um, it, it doesn't work that way. Aaron's got a whole thing. I think actually, Aaron did a thread about it. Okay, I'll have to look it up. Um, but essentially, no, because it's still the story, as far as I'm aware, is still public domain they're True. just remaking their own movie and if they, they're making the movie it's the copyright starts on that movie it doesn't change it doesn't affect the copyright on the existing film oh Aaron Strait goes into a lot more detail because obviously he's, he's way more disc geek than the rest of us which is but, yeah but no no it is actually it's not necessarily about the copyright because they can't own the copyright on The Little Mermaid on okay Mulan's a, a poem isn't it originally based on the yeah. legends and like so most of the this is the problem I have with the remakes and I, I judge them when I um, see the trailers mm-hmm. and the little one they could be interesting and I, I'm sure we're going to get to the thing we're going to get to talk about yeah. but my thing with the with the um, any of the live action remakes especially the ones based on the fairy tales and, and in Aladdin's case the Raven Knights they're public domain stories you can tell other stories Disney of the past has hold other stories based on these these things like you know um was return to was is a great example or they've done a different version of a jungle book that was a live action one yeah yes they've t- they've taken the stories before 
and told them in different ways live action. <clears throat> so the remaking the animation, I'm just like, why? I, I'm with you there. Like, why are you remaking something that already works when it's a public domain story and you, the Dream Factory, the 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 the, the thing that makes stories, you know, in your sleep, could do something new and original and different with it while still maintaining some nostalgia if you if that's what you want to tap into. But yeah. when it comes to the individual movies, I sort of look at the trailers and think, see what's pinging with me. And I must admit, I don't think I've actually watched a single one, apart from Maleficent, which again, obviously is not quite a remake, it's a different type of thing. I don't think I've seen any of the live-action Disney movies that are, you know, aren't MCU. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. But, so yes. So that's my, my thing on, on the live-action, is like, why not just do an original story? You know, yeah. you can play in the same pool, but, you know, make it go in a different direction. Yeah. For what I understand with Mulan, it's supposed to to uh, adhere closer to the source material than the animated Fair version enough. did. But and in terms of the other ones, I don't know. Although with The Little Mermaid, it would be nice if they ended with Ariel turning into foam, like the original. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I also learned was originally, mm. I, I, I think it was, it was I want to say, oh God, what is the word for it? Uh, it was at least inspired by, uh, basically turns out is like a gay love story, old gay love story. Where all right, who who is the author? It was Hans Christian Andersen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he had a pining for a dude, and he could, you know, uh, and of course it was unrequited, so he wrote a story about it. Uh, hmm. So, learn something new every day, and I also learned more about about potential Disney yeah. motivations for these live action movies. I say potential, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I learned something new, but um. But that's also not the biggest thing. The biggest thing, and I know somebody, and I know everybody's. You, you guys are. You, you know it's coming. You, you, you could, you could say. And your next line is, and you will probably be right. Uh, All right. And that is, Ariel has been recast by uh, Halle, not Halle Berry, but, 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 but Halle Bailey. Halle Bailey. Thank Bailey. you. Yes. I've who? been I've been saying Halle Berry in my head for days now. <laughs> Everyone else. Everyone is. I, I read it twice. Yeah, I did too. Um, for those who don't know, she is non-white. And from what I've seen, she has kind of reddish hair, I guess. And and mm -hmm. this is important to, because some of the... And even if she doesn't, I'm pretty sure she could easily ca have it dyed red if she really wanted to. Mm. Um, or if they ask her to. Who knows? Yeah. Um, or even put on a red wig. Who knows? Yeah. So, but I, I mentioned that because cause guess who is coming out of the woodwork to slam the movie before it's even started filming? The Everyone. The white. Yeah, <sighs> fucking white people, you goddamn stupid motherfucking racist honkies. <laughs> coming out say, well, it's, it's, it's a story from Denmark. Also takes place in the Caribbean. Plus, there are black people in Denmark. And there were black <laughs> people even back then. In Denmark, so you're kind of that that you're just racist. And then some people try to do the angle. Well, she's not gonna have red hair, and it's like, hey, black women have red hair, you idiot. <laughs> they they can, and some and a lot of times do. So mm -hmm. again, where are you coming from? And uh and 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 I have a feeling people with actual red hair look at that. Look at look at look at. Look at this casting, and look at the fact that she could very well have red hair and probably face palm. Mm. And 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 this is the assumption I make because I follow redhead red haired people, 
Speaking of red hair, Kat, what what do you have to say about all of that? Um, the the idea that people are upset because uh, Ariel is redhead representation. Fuck mm. right the fuck off. She is not a real life redhead. She is a cartoon redhead, which means her hair is red, not ginger. <laughs> so all of the gingers out there who are complaining that they've lost redhead representation, you have Merida, okay? You've got Merida. She's yeah. an actual, like, real life redhead hair color where yeah. it's really kind of orange. Ariel, no matter who played her, will have to dye her hair or wear a wig or some shit because nobody is born with that hair color. So fuck off with that whole opinion because it's not real. Yeah. Like that is not a real life hair color and anybody can dye their hair or wear a wig to make their hair that color. You don't have to be white to have that hair color. So fuck off with your ginger representation because she's not a ginger. She's a goddamn make-believe mermaid. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, yeah, so fuck that shit. Um, but also just like fuck off in general about the whole thing. Like... <laughs> It just absolutely blows my mind that this is a conversation we still need to have about hashtag not my aerial, hashtag colored, like, oh my god. Like, she she's not white. Fucking get over it. Like, little black girls are allowed to have mermaids too. Like, don't go see the movie. How yeah. about that? How about if you, if it's so fucking offensive to you that she's not like fucking porcelain then just don't go see that fucking movie exactly okay like i'm i'm, I'm more pissed off about the fact that we keep making live action films rather than making mm. like new good animated ones but here we are that's the world we fucking live in now is disney's not gonna make new movies they're just gonna fucking make sequels and remakes so welcome to the new era of disney here are some colored people. Hashtag colored people. What the fuck? Ugh. Better them than me. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I know that picked up on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. Duh. Yeah, I, I, I can't agree more, honestly. Just yep. goddamn people. You know, and hey, you know what? You can you can even be as arrogant as just as like those same people who hated the last jedi saying oh we're not gonna go see it we're gonna boycott the movie blah 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 blah, blah, blah. not give them our money well guess what last jedi still made gangbusters at the box office and i'm willing to bet movie. yeah and i'm willing to bet little mermaid this this new little mermaid will as well i'm willing to bet because it's disney yep disney has our souls they have a damn near monopoly in all of our on on our entertainment media they do. Mm -hmm. They have they have a monopoly on our childhood. Yeah. And we will we will do anything to revel in nostalgia, even if it means that we're just buying a ticket so that we can go see it and bitch about it later. You're still <laughs> gonna pay that fucking money to go see it. Yeah. So just just fucking enjoy it, okay? Yeah. Like hate it because Disney is morally bankrupt and and can't put out anything new for animated films don't hate them because they are casting somebody who isn't fucking goddamn white okay yeah mm. and, and get real and to the to the whole uh, you know representation point like like the bullshit redhead representation point that that cat went off on you still have it you still have the original movie it's not going away mm. it's still there see and, and, that, and that applies to all of us white honkies too we still have 
about a century, if not more, representation in entertainment media. We have that. Yep. You know, just because others are starting to catch up does not mean we're oppressed. It's just they're starting yeah, to catch up. Oppressed. That's all. <laughs> Representation matters, and white people like us have the market fucking cornered. Jeez. Let other people have something. Let other people have a goddamn piece of this pie, okay? Like, it means something. For us to have Ariel up on the screen would make no difference because we've already had Ariel up on the screen. But if a little black girl gets to go up and see a, a, a melanin-inspired fucking version of Ariel and she gets something new out of it, that's amazing. We need that. Yeah. Not we personally, but as society. We need a little more representation so we can stop having this argument every time. Yeah. The, the more we resist, the harder it's going to keep being in the future. But if we let it happen, if we accept black women and women of color or people of color up on the screen without it being a goddamn fight every time, then we won't have to keep fighting over it. One day, it may actually become normal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that, 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 would, that would be, honestly, closer to the perfect world. Uh, of course, we'd have to make sure, you know, we'd have to get rid of the Nazis, but, you know. But, yeah, yeah they're Nazis. Fuck we it. did it once. We did it once. What did they get? Yeah. Uh... So I just during that whole thing, and I agree with everything um, said. I did have, have a brain flash about um, Ariel's tail being like black with you know like um, oils when it oil spills. You got that iridescent rainbow. Yeah, that'd, that'd be bitching. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Maybe like maybe the finished parts can be like a little bit more you know light lightened out, but the the actual scales like just like black iridescent. Yeah. I, I think that'd be really pretty. That would be. <laughs> Uh, so with that we are going to go ahead and take our break and I actually I actually did it right this time I actually recorded my, my little rant segment before we started recording this so my voice sounds a lot more fresh and vibrant and it's a good thing too because it's a dramatic reading <laughs> uh, I don't remember if I mentioned it in the file itself but uh, the, the person I'm doing a dramatic reading from kind of reminds me of the time cube guy Oh lordy, <laughs> it's 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 that level of arrogance. So uh, we'll we'll do that, and we'll be right back. Hey folks, we'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I want to tell you about Patreon. Uh, Patreon is what I use to get around all of the YouTube apocalypse bullshit. And while I don't have a lot right now, every little bit does help. And if you like what you hear or what you see on any of my videos or podcasts, head on over there for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all of these things early before anybody else does, and you can get them completely ad-free. Yeah, I know YouTube right now is technically ad-free, but at some point I'm probably going to get big enough to where ads will start coming in. And those can be annoying, so you want to avoid that, right? If you go ahead and go now over to patreon.com slash gomer21xx, leave a dollar, five dollars, doesn't matter how much, you can get all of these, again, you can get them early, and you get them without ads, even when I reach the point on YouTube to where ads can be put on these videos. So, it's a win-win. And you can even avoid the ads that go up on the Anchor versions that go out to all of the other websites that are out there. No ads! It's great! Uh, so that's patreon.com slash gomer21xx. Okay, so this week I'm actually doing the smart thing and recording this bit before we even get to the main episode. So, yeah. But I had to record this because I follow a page on Facebook called Shit Creationists Say. 
And as you can imagine, it's some of the crazy shit you hear from creationists. And this one is so crazy that I felt I needed to do a dramatic reading of it. Um, just, oh my god. They, call, they, call, they in the group call him St. Clarence of the Unsubstantiated Miracle. Uh, naturally, the first guy's first name is Clarence. So, here we go. Bear in mind, this is also only one part of six, apparently. I'm only doing the second part because that's what's jumped out to me. My credentials are divine in origin. When I first began in the ministry, I was an evolutionist. One day, in 1976, I was sitting on my porch in prayer. Suddenly, I was taken in the spirit into space, about the same distance from the sun as Mars. I was shown an instant replay of the six days of creation in extreme detail. All the while, an angel explained everything to me. He told me how God did it, how it functioned, what it was for, what went wrong, and how he was going to fix it in the future. When God showed me and explained to me all about creation, I realized I had been pushing a lie. I repented and began a 35-year quest to educate myself. For many years, I read all that I could get my hands on, 365 days a year for 40 years, from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Side note, did this fucker ever sleep? When I was shown the error I was pushing, I made it a point to educate myself. I have the equivalent of five graduate degrees and study hours in physics, astronomy, geology, archaeology, and paleontology. I estimate I spent over 76,000 hours reading, researching, and studying. My knowledge is not only drawn from books, but all along the Lord was instructing me in the fields I studied. That kind of hurt the throat, but that's okay. <laughs> that is, again, that is just one part of six, apparently. Uh, if if, if y'all like this one, I might go and try and find the other parts of this and do something like that, too. You'll notice I kind of needed to grab my footing on that one. It's been a while since I've done something like this on its own, so, hey. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Um, and 76,000 hours of... Uh, I, I, somebody send in how much that is. I, I might, I might mention it later in the show itself. Who knows uh, if I remember it by then? But oh my god, this guy, this guy's a loon. He's right there with that time cube asshole. Remember him? Remember time cube? Oh my god. <laughs> Funny thing is, I have a time cube bot following me on Twitter. That's so weird. Uh, so yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. Now we'll get back to the show. Welcome back from our break, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed that dramatic reading. Uh, it was actually kind of fun to do that. It did kind of tire my throat out when I did it, but, you know, that just means I need to do it more often. Ah-ha-ha-ha. Uh -huh. Oh. So... Practice, we... darling! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to go ahead and go on into our news. I tried to find mostly lighter stuff this week because, you know, we got all this shit going on. Although I will say something I forgot to bring up during the first half that uh we, we we well we've known trump is an idiot but we have two new two new reasons to laugh at his ass this week number one is the fact that his his, his little parade got rained on <laughs> ha. 
So, you know, rain on your parade, fuck you. And then also <laughs> the fact that during one of these speeches, he claimed, what, what was it? Claimed that people were taking airports during the Revolutionary War or some shit like that? The fuck? <laughs> oh. Yeah. He also, he also claimed that we, uh, we held Fort McHenry during, uh, Mc, first off, I think he said it wrong. I think like he, he said McHenry, but Fort McHenry during the Revolutionary War. And bear in mind that I come from a military family, and my dad is super obsessed with this kind of shit. Well, we have spent days laughing about this. <laughs> For context, when was that commissioned? Um, um, uh, I'm guessing it's recent, but more recent than Fort McHenry before. was the, like, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the War of 1812. Yeah, so it's definitely so. after the Revolutionary War. Ah, fair enough. Uh, the war, the war where we said, "No, nah, fuck you, England. We don't want anything to do with you anymore. So we can actually genocide these people on our own. We don't need your help." <laughs> uh, which led to America. Yeah. You know. Normally, when I sort of say "Hey, to where I'm usually like, "Oh, happy will fuck off then, day." Um, yeah, there you go. But, but to be fair, because life is really shitty at the moment, I just said "Happy Independent, Happy Fourth of July" because I was like, you know. I, you, you, there's actual crap going on. You don't need me, you know, teasing yeah. you about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but speaking of history, and no, people... no, 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 no. Before anything else, if if you haven't, if you're interested in 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 how fucked up Trump's speech was, um, and and the internet fallout, go to Twitter and search hashtag Revolutionary War Airports, <laughs> <laughs> because it is just a. It's a fountain of absolutely amazing things that people are sharing. And it's all like, it's all either um, mm -hmm. like, uh, uh, like photoshops of like Revolutionary War paintings and stuff mm -hmm. like George Washington crossing the Delaware, but there are planes in the background <laughs> um, or like uh, writing letters home. My dearest Abigail, we are getting ready to take LaGuardia airport. Like oh, they're so good. That's like a whole day, a whole day of it. Yes. Like here's the, I just found a meme that's the Battle of Coffee Fee Hill, May twenty seventh, nineteen seventy five, and there's a fighter jet in the background. I think I saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Continental Air Force that turned the tide of war. Like, oh, one, oh. one if by land, two if by sea, three if by air. Like, oh god, it's yes. so good. You guys have to look at it and just. I mean, you've got to laugh at the situation because it's so goddamn unbelievable. Yeah. <sighs> Remind um, me again when um, the Revolutionary War actually was, like the year. It was late 1700s? 1776 is, I believe, when uh, when we gained independence. Right. Yeah. So um, Wilbur was born in uh, 1867 and Oliver uh, was born in 1871. Uh, for those of you not catching the reference, that'll be the Wright brothers. Ah, uh, yeah, yep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. So, speaking of 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 uh, people who don't understand and know history, we're gonna go on to the news. Uh, first one is probably gonna piss off a few people a little bit here and there, but we'll we'll get better as it goes on. Uh, I looked at the first line and get, got pissed off, so yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Florida high school principal William Latson reportedly told the mother of a student not everyone believes the Holocaust happened regarding the history curriculum. According to 2018 emails obtained by the Palm Beach Post, Latson of Spanish River High School in Boca Raton, Florida, said the Holocaust education is to be introduced but not forced upon individuals as we all have the same right but not all the same beliefs. Okay, hold up. Holocaust is literally part of history, you stupid idiot. It's like, yeah, sure, we don't all have the same beliefs, but that should not extend to whether or not the Holocaust happened. It literally happened. We, we have it documented. It happened. You dumb shit. Like, goddamn. And, and, and it's, 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 oh, God, it goes on. Latson was answering, answering the mother's question on how that portion of World War II history was prioritized. The school holds annual Holocaust assemblies and focused one-day lessons for 10th graders. We advertise it to the 10th grade parents, as there are some who don't want their children to participate. We have to allow them the ability to decline, warned Latson in the email. Okay. It is... If you want to not go into graphic detail about the horrors of the Holocaust... As in what, you know, the details of what actually happened. That is fine. But at the same time, you have to understand that people were rounded up. They were put into camps. They were killed off, whether by negligence or just outright being gassed or shot or what have you. You know, that happened. You could say, yeah, people were put in these camps and they mostly died. That's how you can do it. That is probably the... Probably the least uh oh, what is the word i'm looking for uh the least um um um, um ba basically it's it's a way to do it without having to go too deep into tmi territory that might scar somebody mm. you know unnecessarily um the mother who did not want the newspaper to publish her name reportedly told latson the holocaust is a factual historical event it is not a right or belief However, the principal insisted, not everyone believes the Holocaust happened, and you have your thoughts, but we are a public school. Not all of our parents have the same beliefs, so they will react differently. My thoughts and beliefs have nothing to do with this because I'm a public servant. I have the role to be politically neutral, but support all groups in the school. Wow! Oh my god, can we just unpack the idea that this person is posing themselves as politically neutral? Well... We're in <laughs> Florida, sir. <laughs> like... Like, the, the Holocaust, the, the existence of the Holocaust should never be a political, it should never be framed as a political thing. This is not a political thing. Like, it happened. This is not like, a, well, the, the Democrats say it did and the Republicans say it didn't. This is not a political thing. This is fucking factual history that we can go back and look at and see it happened. There's no opinion here. Like, you may argue about, you know, how many people really died, although we shouldn't. And you could argue, the, what, like, that Nazis weren't all bad or something. You'd be wrong, but still, like, there's... There's arguments, there are political arguments to be made, but the existence of the Holocaust as a horrific thing that actually did happen is not a political argument. No, it is not. Ah! Ah. Mm. So, a couple more things I want to pull out of the article. Um, 
uh, Latson told the Palm Beach Post on Friday, I regret the ver that the verbiage that I used when responding to an email message from a parent one year ago did not accurately reflect my professional and personal commitment to educating all students about the atrocities of the Holocaust. It is critical that, as a society, we hold dear the memory of the victims and hold fast to our commitment to counter anti-Semitism. Yeah, you got, you got cotton. You, whoop, is that backpedaling I see? All right. I mean, you're correcting yourself. You're also correcting yourself a little bit. Okay. But um, you, you kind of, but but one other thing, and it's going to tie into something I want to say too about it. Uh, uh, Oswald, I, yeah, he is the uh, superintendent for Palm Beach Post. Um, he says uh, it was a hastily, poorly written email that he apologized for. And here's the here's the kicker. That's some of the challenge that we face when we email back and forth instead of picking up the phone. Okay, no. You are writing an email. Even even in the quickest of circumstances, you can take two seconds, look over your email before hitting that send button, and check yourself before you goddamn wreck yourself. Like, let me tell you this. If this was if all of this show was scripted, you would you know, I would probably sound a hell of a lot better. But we are not scripted at all. You you guys hear all of the all of the ums and the uhs and the uh ah 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 that that come out of my face when when we are not scripted if we were scripted we could have something to read and, and in fact for these news articles i technically do but still the point is you're writing it down and sending it to somebody you can take two minutes and look it over that is that is like not some of the challenge it's not as much of a challenge to just like sending a letter except a lot quicker you know you can pick up a phone and you can accidentally say something wrong and then it's like oh shit you know because that's a spur-of-the-moment thing, and it's already out there. Email is that buffer between, okay, thought, send it to this person. Let me tell you something. There are plenty, and, and, and I'll use just social media in general, there are plenty of times where I've started a response to somebody on Twitter, whether, you know, and it doesn't even have to be like, rah, 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 or anything. It could just be something nice. It could be something, you know, something saying like, oh, hey, you have, you have uh, your, your body looks straight in that, in that bikini, just for an example, you know. I might have that in there, and I might be like, oh, do I want to send that? No, I don't want to send that. I might look like a creep. Delete! It's called take a moment and think about what you're about to do, you idiot! Like, and if you really, and if you honestly believe, if, if you honestly believe, uh, what, what, what was it? What was it? Um, you did not act profession, repl reflect professional and personal commitment to educating all students about the atrocities of the Holocaust. Okay, you want to, you, you, you should have that at all times. You are literally teaching history. The Holocaust is history. You know, you, you should have had that in mind before you sent that email that says, not everyone believes the Holocaust happened. You should think about that. Think, you idiot. Think! Ah! Cat, help me out here. I was, I was going to jump on the board with... Um... If you're writing an email, you have every ability to communicate effectively. Now, you can't always get across tone correctly through email. You do have to actually talk out loud to get tone across. But you have every ability to look at what you are trying to say and say it a better way when you have an email. Um, we, we say stupid shit all the time on this. We flub. We, we misquote years okay. of, of, of things. Um, 
you know, we fuck up constantly on this show, but um, were we to sit down and write an article, we would have the time to check our sources and double check our language and make sure that we're saying what we actually mean. And yeah, like it's, it's one of the things that I excruciate over every day at work when I have to send out an email about something that I'm not 100% sure on. I'll sit there and look at an email for like 10, 15 minutes, making sure that I have all my facts straight before I send that email. And not everybody has to have my level of anxiety in order to correctly send an email, but you can. You can take the time to make sure that what you're sending out is what you intend. My partner's terrible at writing letters, so he'll rough out what he wants to say and then pass it over to me and I'll, like, pretty it up for him. Mm -hmm. You know? That's a thing you can do. (laughs) Yeah, there's also that. I mean, hell, I used to do that for my dad a lot. Mm. He eventually got the hint that I didn't like doing it, and so he started doing it himself. And actually, you know, it's actually worked out because he actually had to learn. Oh my god, he learned how to do it. Yeah, mm. I mean, but I mean, that's half... not to knock on your partner. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Mostly, mostly with him, it's um, capitalization, um, grammar in the right places, yeah, um, and a couple turn of phrase, I sort of. I word it slightly differently, and I always show it to him before I print it out. Yeah, and it's usually just stuff for work that he needs. So, yeah, it's it's so um, it has it doesn't happen that often that it's not an, it's not become a thing where I, I need to get and say, look, you need to learn to do this yourself. If it was more of a, on the regular, I probably would have done. But yeah, but yeah. The, the point is, you can have a second or third person look at the thing. Yes, <clears throat> but as as to the whole everything. Um, 10th grade is what, 15, 16 years old? Give or take. Okay. So it says they have like a one day assembly thing. Without knowing what they do in that assembly, it is hard to judge. Yeah. However, I know some adults who find dealing with it um, kind of hard. We went to the Imperial War Museum and I went into the Holocaust section. I found it, you know, it was what it was. And I was, I can't tell you how I was feeling at the time, but you know. I went and did it. My partner couldn't do it. Not because he was in denial or anything, but because he couldn't do it. Right. He has since, like, a couple of months back, he went to Auschwitz, so he's gotten through whatever it was that he needed to get through. Mm -hmm. So for children, um, you know, teenagers, some are going to be more sensitive than others. And so I would say, depending on what they're actually planning on doing with them, to me, an assembly mean suggests they're taking them out of the class and maybe doing some exercises and stuff that could be upsetting for the children for the for the younger for the teenagers so on a one-to-one basis saying look um if if little johnny or little sally is a little uncomfortable with this doing it the way we're thinking about doing it but maybe we can sort of sit down with them and doing it at a, at a more gentle pace yeah then that makes sense right but to say oh well they don't believe in it so they shouldn't have the lesson that's just fuck off yeah, basically. Uh, so, so okay. Everybody knows that over over the years I have driven trucks on and off, you know. And I, I have to say I have several fears when it comes to driving a big truck. One of them is, of course, you have your stupid fucking car who 
doesn't understand that we can't stop on a goddamn dime and cut in front of us, um, or those that want to follow a little too closely on, you know, behind, to where, again, if we have to stop suddenly, and we stop too suddenly, you're going right in there, and you are going to lose the top of your everything. Um, so, you know, things like that can happen. Even, even, some, even some regular car drivers can be spooked by a semi, because, hey, you never know especially if the roads are icy when you could potentially jackknife and just decapitate a whole bunch of fuckers as you're trying to stop. You don't mean to, but thankfully this is not one of those situations where it's that horrific. But this does play into one of my fears. Um, out of San, Sanbornton, New Hampshire, uh, police say it was a truck driver's sneeze that resulted in a fiery crash that shut down I-93 North in Sanbornton, New Hampshire Wednesday for hours just before 4th of July holiday. Let me say this. Every time I've had to sneeze while driving, there will be that split second where we'll be like, oh my god, is this going to be the sneeze that ends up putting me in a damn ditch and possibly in the hospital or worse? It, thankfully, I have never been in an accident that had involved me sneezing. So I can honestly say that. According to New Hampshire State Police, a 61-year-old tractor-trailer driver from Canada was heading north about 11 a.m. when he sneezed and veered into another tractor-trailer that was disabled in the breakdown lane of the highway. There was only one minor injury, but the crash sparked a large fire that had fully engulfed both trucks. That's another fear of mine, because the, the reason why I lost my job with the company I was with before is it was icy conditions out in the middle of Kansas. I tried to slow down as much as I could because I was going... Highway speed, you know, like I was. Nobody else was around. There was a truck ahead. I was like, okay, we'll try and slow down. Traction said, ha, ha, we're not letting you do that. And boom, 65 mile an hour into the back of another semi. Yeah. My truck was totaled. They were relatively fine. I think their trailer was damaged a little bit. And the trailer that I had was mostly okay. I had to get it unstuck out of a, out of you know, interestingly enough, a ditch. Um, but I was fine. All my stuff was fine. You know, but it did cost me my job. Um, and I, for a while, I was wondering, oh, God, is this thing going to explode? Please don't let it explode. My shit's in there. Uh, you know, because, yeah. So, ugh. the police shut down the northbound side of the highway and diverted traffic. Um, police cited Andre Cassidy of Quebec for crossing a solid white line. For crossing a solid line. I, uh, I think... I think considering it was an accident because he sneezed, you can't really help a sneeze half the time. I mean, you could sometimes, but it may not be recommended. But even then, it's like, uh, uh. But yeah, so, cat, uh, what do you have to say? Uh, s sneezing while I'm driving is one of my big fears. Um, also, because I'm terrified of driving. But um, <clears throat> I, I do this thing now where, like, I like close one eye while yeah. I'm sneezing because like you, you close both eyes when you sneeze no matter what. But I feel like if I know I'm about to sneeze and I just really quickly close one eye, then the other eye will open faster. I don't know how it works. It doesn't make sense, but I've never died while sneezing in the car yeah. or sneezing anywhere else. Well, I would hope you haven't died from it. Otherwise, we'd have to be wondering <laughs> if we're talking to a ghost. Ghost cat. <laughs> Oh, you have gone deeper. I'm not sure what's going on where you might be. Oh, deeper to my ears. Yeah, I, I think it was one of those stories earlier that just caused her to drop an octave. 
I've been coughing a lot. Um, like I had my microphone on mute, and so I was like coughing. It's allergy time, guys. It's yeah. real bad. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So I'm just all day going. <coughs> it's real attractive. Oh, that means we're going to be coming up on the time where if you live in Chipley, Florida, then the trees are going to spooge all over your car. Oh, lovely. Yeah, for for everybody else, that's called pollen. <laughs> just <laughs> we just have for those who don't know. Uh, Everywhere I live around here has cotton trees. Oh no! And it's so that they don't actually produce cotton, but they have like this shit that looks like cotton that comes mm-hmm. off of them. <laughs> and so all day you just see it. It looks like fucking sideways hail <laughs> or something. There's just so much oh, no. of it in the air. You're like, what is happening? And why am I breathing this? No, no, no! <laughs> Please stop. Oh. All right, all right. We're going to chip in and send Kat a uh, breather mask so she doesn't have to do that <laughs> stuff. You know, what's worse is that I have them at work because I work in a warehouse, so we mm. have to have them at work. But I breathe worse through them because I'm like, <gasps> I'm not getting enough air. Oh, no. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. Uh. Oh. There's, like, one job at my place where they have to have a mask, but that's because they're spraying aerosol. Um, the rest of it is pretty, pretty e- um, easy breathing. Yeah, and even then, it's it's not even like in a contained room. It's like they've got like a just just like a, a cupboard on the on the on the workbench that they've worked into, and you know you sometimes you smell it. It's, it just smells like you know strong markers and stuff. But obviously, when you get your face in it, yeah. um, but otherwise they're they're fairly open air. So but yeah, that's but now on the sneezing thing and go back to the fact that I was doing some soldering the other day. I uh, when I was chatting to my friend who was helping me, I was like stopped for a second put the iron back in the um in the holder i was like oh no sorry i thought i was gonna sneeze so i thought put the hot thing down first yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. i didn't i didn't but um yeah that that's i don't as i said previously i don't drive um but for me um because especially it's not too bad with the extractor but there's like the smoke that comes off as well with I do have a slightly twitchy nose, so that's more my thing is um, sneezing and actually stabbing myself with a, um, a hot iron. <laughs> that, that would, that would, oh yeah, ouch. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so our next one comes out of Chesterfield County, Virginia. Uh, mm. Chesterfield family spoke with local news Friday after fending off a naked intruder who broke into their home on, on, on South Twilight Lane the night before. The intruder claimed to be the devil and attacked the family, prompting the homeowner to fire 39 rounds. What? (laughs) The incident was a traumatic experience for the Lewis family's first night in their brand new home. She was in to kill us, Melissa Lewis said. That was her almighty to kill us. She attacked us and I held her down and just kept on punching her and punching her as hard as I possibly could. Perfectly reasonable. The Lewis's dream home now looks like a war zone with blood soaked into the carpet, walls and windows riddled with bullets and shell casings scattered all over. Eh, oh it's Virginia. It'll, it'll be all right. Uh, I said, who are you? Lewis's husband, who did not wish to go on camera, explained. She said, I need your help. Please help me. I said, get out of my house. And she goes, I'm the devil. <sighs> what? The homeowner says the woman, who had a blue ponytail, broke into the basement around 1030 p.m. on July 4th. The family says she was laughing menacingly and refused to leave. I'm just imagining everybody sitting around and all of a sudden you hear this <laughs> <laughs> Like, lady, it ain't Halloween. Go away. 
Uh, she looked possessed. Her eyes were completely black like saucers, and she was laughing like it was a joke, Lewis's husband told local news. Fearing for his life, the father of three grabbed his pistol and gave a verbal warning to the woman. With his family sleeping upstairs, he opened fire, hoping to scare her off. None of the shots struck the suspect. Lewis said the woman aggressively charged at him with superhuman strength. She was not stopping, he said. She had the strength of four grown men. When he ran out of bullets, Lewis began throwing furniture at her. His, oh wife, and children eventually, his wife and children eventually jumped in and attempted to stop the woman. The intruder didn't stop until one of the children, Lewis's, the Lewis's 12-year-old son Logan, shoved a wrench into her neck. Ow! Ooh. Police arrested the intruder and she is being treated and evaluated at the hospital. The Lewis family left with bruises and bite marks. Whew. Oh, wow. Detectives told the family that the suspect lives nearby and will eventually be charged robbery, breaking and entering, and attempted murder. Uh, she is currently in the ICU with severe head trauma. Holy shit! Ah, what the fuck was this woman on? Because that is not something you do on pure air. That is not something you do on pure air, even if you have brain issues. She was on something. I bet you was not. <sighs> I was about to say, that's a hell of a drug. Bath salts or something. Yeah. Oh God. No, she. If it was bath salts, she'd be trying to. She'd be trying to eat some motherfuckers. What? What? Then again, <laughs> it, the, the article didn't say she may well have been. What, what? What were all of the things she was being charged with? Let's see. Uh, robbery, breaking and entering, and attempted murder. Attempted murder. You can. You can eat someone to death. I think. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, man. No, this is, you know, when you first read the headline, I'm like, oh, man, this sounds like overkill. But clearly it was the right amount. Like, 39 rounds wasn't even enough to do it. Yeah. So. I think it sounds like he was just trying to, he was just shooting at her, you know, not trying to hit her. Just trying to scare her away. Mm. That didn't work. So he's throwing furniture. Like, get out of here. Yeet. Uh, you know, all this furniture flying at her, that's not working. Family comes down, we make it a family affair. We we, we we eat together, we sleep together. My phrasing could use some work. And we also beat the shit out of intruders together. That is how you keep a family together, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> family that slays together stays together. There you go. You, oh. you know what? You know what, though? Like, this sounds hilarious, but this is like a horror movie. Yeah. This is, like, the the basis of a horror movie. Like, I don't blame these people at all because they've probably seen horror movies and are like, I know what happens. This bitch is going to kill me and eat my fucking toes or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just... God damn. Uh, I, I, I am hoping... I, I, I'm hoping a, a, a follow-up comes and find out what the fuck she was on. <laughs> uh, that that is what I really want to know. What the hell? Uh, and this is out of Virginia. You'd, you'd expect this out of Florida, but not Virginia. I was going to say, this is definitely more of a Florida story. But, you know, whatever it takes, man. Weird happens everywhere. Yeah. Especially on Twitter. Which, mm -hmm. which goes right into the next story. Because I don't think there's anything else we can add to this one. <laughs> Oh, no, all I was going to say is I'm glad he didn't actually try and shoot her and he was just trying to scare her off. Yeah, that that is a good but, thing. That is responsible I, gun ownership. Yay! Uh, yeah, otherwise, I'm, I'm glad everyone's okay. Um, I mean, the, well done to the kid, you know, sticking up yeah. you know, for his family. So, I mean, 
I'm sorry that he got put in that situation, but at least he can be, you know, take care of himself. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, so this one, this one I saw on Twitter, and it, of course it made the it made the headlines. Representative yes. Steve King, who is a Republican out of Iowa, who has received backlash for seemingly racist comments in the past, seemingly, <laughs> was tricked on Thursday by a Young Turks writer into calling himself a white supremacist on social media. The Young Turks writer, Ken Klippenstein, asked Mr. King on Twitter to support his uncle, Colonel Nathan Jessup, attaching a photo of the fictional colonel played by Jack Nicholson in the film A Few Good Men. (laughs) (laughs) That's the part where I saw it and just broke. Because everything that happens after after this exchange, I I, I only learned about when I found the article. Um, He's in the Marines, spending the fourth overseas to keep our nation safe, Mr. Klippenstein wrote. The Iowa Republican obliged, retweeting with Colonel Jessup and all your Marines. God bless you all. Which that in itself <laughs> is stupid because like, really, dude, come on. Mm. I, I haven't even seen a few good men, but and, and I didn't recognize the name, but I sure as hell recognize goddamn Jack Nicholson. <laughs> OK, so it's like, dude, you got you got you got played, but he got played even harder. Because Mr. Klippenstein then changed his name to Steve King as a white supremacist, which appeared on Mr. King's timeline. <laughs> <laughs> the tweet has since been deleted, but another user implored the oh. same implored the same tactic by asking asking Mr. by asking Mr. King a question about the American flag. When he answered, shouldn't the it use- be employed? Uh, it it says implored, but I think they mean. Employed. I know it does. Yeah. So yeah, sorry. But yeah, when he answered, the user changed his name to Steve Steve King drinks pee pee. <laughs> <laughs> the publishing tweet, publish, since publishing the tweet, has yet to be deleted. Um, it's, and since the, our reading of it as well, I haven't checked. Um, mm. Mr. King equated white nationalism and Western civilization in a newspaper interview in January. Despite him saying the quote was misinterpreted, Republican leadership stripped Mr. King of all his committee assignments. Wow, they actually do a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. The representative has also received backlash for saying not every culture is equal in May and dodging a question in March about whether he felt a white society was superior to non-white society. So, yeah, to these two, Mr. Klippenstein and this other guy, oh my god, you guys are awesome. <laughs> Just goes to show people, some people, you know, white supremacy is, is, is the drug that makes you stupid. Just, just gotta say that. <laughs> Is it one hundred percent? Maybe not, but especially, but in this case, yeah. Because how the fuck do you not recognize Jack Nicholson in the goddamn movie? <laughs> how? You know, maybe two seconds on Google, look up the name, and you know, or maybe ask one of your, ask one of the people who are like, oh hey, is this guy an actual? Is this guy an actual Marine? Anybody? Is, this, mm. is he actual thing? Is he? You know, research man. Ah. Uh. Oh. Uh, Kat, why don't you start us off on this one? It pays to know pop culture. Solemn <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yes. Uh, uh, anything anything else you want to add, Michelle? Uh, I mean, clever. And also, uh, fuck that guy, because I, I had heard of Steve King before, and yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, and- <laughs> culture or not all cultures are equal yeah because culture i want to say it's nebulous but it's it's its own thing culture 
is whatever it is to those people. Yeah. Heck, I mean, there's a uh, a line, it was a whole thing in um, Star Trek, when, when they start streaming, and he um, is, you know, looking into doing his deep research into all these other cultures and, and dream lore and all this stuff. And saying, because oh, I don't have, and he's talking to Picard about it, he said, well, I don't have a culture of myself. But Picard's like, yeah, you do. You're a culture of one. And and then he started exploring it through his painting. So culture is just what it is. It's what it is to the people who were in it. Yeah. And that's nothing to do with equality. No, it does not. It's just, by definition, it's all the same because it's from point of view. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, it, it's, no. uh, I'll, I'll, Put it like I'll, I'll put it like this. Um, mm. You know, you see culture, your own culture. You, if, if it's like if it's all you've ever known, then you might be like, oh hey, I, I kind of like this culture. This is this this jives yeah. with me. This is all right. This is cool. You know, you know, yeah. you look at somebody else's culture, be like, okay, that's a little weird, but all right, they're not hurting anybody. Mm. That's the key yeah. term, by the way. You know, not hurting yep. anybody. All right, you know, you do you. You're good. All right. Ah. Mm. Uh, but speaking of people who are trying to do harm with their culture, um, oh yeah, this next one it, it ends with it ends in a positive way, and, and you'll see why. Uh, a customer at a Shelby, North Carolina Denny's called police to report a 22-year-old trans woman who used the same bathroom as his wife. His being the customer, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when the police arrived, they said she hadn't broken any laws. In response to the incident, the national restaurant chain announced that all of its bathrooms are open to trans people, regardless of local laws or biases. Fuck yeah! yeah. <clears throat> Thank you, Denny's. After the man called the cops on the trans woman, the woman and the man got into a dispute which gradually escalated, leading the woman to allegedly spit at the man and his family. The woman was charged with disorderly conduct. Which... <laughs> uh, the, 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 man des- the man deserved it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, take one for the team. Uh, you know. Uh, in a company statement, Denny said that it does not tolerate discrimination of any kind, and it expects customers to treat people equally according to local news. I salute you, Denny's. Yeah. That, that's all there is to it. You know, people give you shit about the food, even I'll give you shit every now and then, but y'all all right. Y'all all right. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to stay the fuck away from the one near, near Louis Juliet Mall and Juliet for a while. Cause somebody got, somebody got off there once. Um, Ew. but that's not Denny's fault. <laughs> no, no. But no. yeah, I mean, if it's like a, if it gives you a weird vibe, then fair enough. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, but that's all I got to say is just Denny's good job. Yes. Yeah. So, so when does the, uh, man, baby, um, protest boycott start? I don't know. <laughs> but when they do, oh all... my god, it's going to be great. Where where will all the white people go and the the, the conservative Christian white people go um, when they they get fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> like, where will you go? Where will your drunk ass go at two in the morning? Well, there's still <laughs> Waffle House in a lot of places. Not every place has a Waffle House. This is true. <laughs> this is true. And and I can't even say every truck stop has one because not every truck stop has a restaurant that's open twenty four seven. So you know. Oh lordy. <laughs> yeah, yay, yay, daddies. Yes. Now this last story. Oh my god, we we get the chance to do a couple of dramatic readings of this one, so I get to show it mm-hmm. off a little bit more. 
and well, I and, and one other person who will decide when we get there. Uh, <laughs> out of Caldwell, Idaho. An animal rights organization is urging Caldwell's mayor to change the name of Chicken Dinner Road. First of all, let me just say Chicken Dinner Road sounds like an awesome name for a road. <laughs> I want chicken, damn it. <laughs> I, might, I might actually go to Hardy's and get some chicken later. I don't know. But the people for the ethical treatment of animals, we know those guys, sent a letter to oh, Mayor man. Garrett Nan Nancolas on Wednesday requesting a kinder, simpler name, Chicken Road. Marty McFly would not be on that road. <laughs> Just like dogs. Well, okay, that's okay. What what the, what they're quoted here is part of the letter they're gonna, they that they send. So we'll get into that later. According to local lore, the road was named Chicken Dinner after Idaho Governor C. Ben Ross was persuaded by a local farmer's wife to have the road fixed after eating a fried chicken dinner. The road name is very popular among the people who either live on the road itself or ride off of it. It's a cool road and a cool name. Everyone knows the name, Bo Pickett said. Cool history, and it'd be a shame if somebody wanted to change that. God, that sounds like... It'd be a shame if somebody wanted to change our our cool history historical name. It would be. What you don't see is the people behind me with the, with the baseball bats. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't the only neighbor to share their thoughts on the name of the road. I just love Chicken Dinner Road. I think people would be silly to even attempt to change the name, Jamie Tracy said. It's one of the most iconic roads in Idaho. Uh, well, iconic <sighs> to you guys, because this is the first I've heard of it, and it's freaking awesome! Okay. Yep. <laughs> there, there is basically a bunch of people saying, yeah, um, PETA, no. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, <sighs> and, and even a spokesperson for the county is like, yeah, we're not going to, we're likely not going to do that. Um, and... Mm -hmm. And, and, and I mentioned the county because the mayor can't do shit about it because it's not in his city. It's actually in like the, the county areas outside of the city limits. So it would have to go to the county. Thus, the county is like, no. <laughs> so, OK. Um, uh, Kat, are, are you up to reading PETA's letter to the mayor or do you have it up? Or I don't. I don't have it up. I'm sorry. OK. Um, uh, Michelle, how about you? Yeah, I'll put it up. I'll put it up. All right. Uh, I will let you do a dramatic reading of this. Because... So we're on the third paragraph, yeah? Yeah, yeah it, it is. Where where it is, I've got it all bolded on our file. So. Oh, I see. I, yes. Oh, yeah. So I scroll down a little bit. Yes, there you go. So, <sighs> so a dramatic okay. reading from PETA to Mayor Nancolas in Idaho. Take it away. I'm running on behalf of PETA and our most more than 6.5 million members and supporters worldwide, including many in Idaho. I don't know the Idaho accent. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> with, an, with an exciting suggestion. Will you consider changing the name of Chicken Dinner Road to Chicken Road as a kinder alternative? Please allow me to elaborate. We're not trying to ruffle any... We're not trying to ruffle any feathers, but words matter and have power to have the power to change lives, most human and non-human, both both human and non-human. Chickens are intelligent, sensitive animals who feel pain and empathy and form strong bonds with one another, and they shouldn't be considered dinner. Studies show that they can anticipate future events, communicate with their chicks while they're still inside the shell, so that the babies recognize their mama's call when they hatch, and have distinct personalities. Even young chicks can count and perform basic addition and subtraction. That's cool. 
but those raised in the meat industry for dinner are confined to crowded, filthy sheds with tens of thousands of other birds where disease, smothering, and heart attacks are common. They are then violently crammed into transport trucks for shipment to the slaughterhouse, where they are shackled and hung upside down, their throats are cut, and are they are immersed in scalding hot feather removal tanks, while, often while they're still conscious. Eating chicken is also bad for human health. According to the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, vegans, whose numbers have increased 600% in the USA since 2014, reduce their risk of developing diabetes by 62%, their chance of being hospitalized for a heart attack by 33%, their risk of developing heart disease by 29%, and their risk of suffering from cancer by 18%. That's something worth squawking about. If it's true, then I'd like to see the research on that, because it's an interesting paper. Yeah. By renaming the role, we believe you have a great opportunity to demonstrate a sign of the changing times as more humans are showing, showing compassion and respect for other species. We hope you will encourage residents to appreciate chickens as individuals who deserve our respect and cry foul about this archaic road sign that labels them merely as dinner. We'll be happy to contribute to the cost of new signage if you agree to hatch a plan and change the name. Thank you for your consideration. We look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, and also, it's not apparent when, when somebody is reading it, but there there is egg sighting and cry foul so and puns. hatch a plan and all of these other puns. Peter, you don't get to use the goddamn puns. <laughs> Fuck you, Peter. <laughs> You 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 have kill you have kill shelters. Fuck you, and also chicken is fucking delicious. Yep. You know, and is would there be an argument for for like uh, conditions of the animals in like slaughterhouses or places like mm -hmm. that? Sure, you could probably have a conversation about that. But I, there are also many places that treat them well enough. They don't abuse mm -hmm. them. They kill them humanely quickly so they're not suffering, so they're not necessarily going through and scalding hot feather removal tanks while they're still conscious. You know, and which even that I find dubious because you know how you kill a chicken if you're going to eat it? You don't just hang it up and slit its throat. You wring its neck! Yep. Because guess what? You cut off a chicken's neck, that, that, that body has still got some nerve impulses going. It's going to run around. And you're going to yeah. get blood everywhere. That's why you wring it. chicken.com. Yeah. You know, and bear in mind, this is coming from somebody who never took an ad class. This is some stuff I've just learned over time. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, I, I am ag adjacent because I'm in a rural area. So you <laughs> learn these things. Uh, but there are what now Caldwell Mayor Garrett Nancolas did post a response to PETA on his personal Facebook page, which I shall read. <clears throat> when I first received the letter, I thought it was a joke. I literally laughed. Said it all on us, buddy. When I realized the letter was for real, it made me extremely irritated that they would waste our time with such a ridiculous request. If they had actually done their homework, they would have realized that Chicken Dinner Road is not even within Caldwell's jurisdiction. That being said, even if it was, no way, no chance, I would ever consider this truly unbelievable request. We have many issues to consider, but this is not one of them. So, yeah, good, good on you, Mayor. Uh, yep. <clears throat> and good on the good on the county. What, what what is that county name? Uh, Canyon County. 
Good on Canyon County, Idaho, for telling PETA to go fuck themselves. And fuck you, PETA. Just, yeah. just in general, fuck you, PETA. Uh. Do you think PETA was just, like, looking for an easy win? Like, they were looking for, like, a small victory of some kind. They were like, well, if we can get this this town here to change the name of the road, we can call that a win without making any kind of real effort. Yeah. You know what? If, if I ever get into that kind of a position and I get enough people to follow me to do this, I'm going to change the name of the goddamn road I'm living on to cheeseburger to Bacon Cheeseburger Road and tell Peter to come at me. <laughs> because fuck you, Peter. Uh, these are the same guys like when uh, Pokemon Black and White came out back in, I think it was 2011. They had their own video game parody version where all of the Pokemon are being abused and everything. And it's like, what the fuck? You know. And, and by the way, they're probably part of the inspiration for Team Plasma, which is the evil team in, in, the, in the fifth generation games, Black and White and Black and White 2. Just saying. Uh, On the um, eShop, because I, I when I got my Switch, mm-hmm. I um, went through the eShop and I was like, oh, find, find me the free games. Let's have a look at stuff. And there's one called, I don't know if you've seen it, it's called Kitten Mayhem. And as far as I could tell... It looked like just some kind of random <clears throat> shoot em up with kittens um, flying each other. I think it's called Kitten Mayhem. I love, I, I, I deleted it, and I'll tell you why in a second. But uh, I'll some free games, um, popping through, seeing which ones are actually worthwhile keeping and which ones aren't. Yeah. So I load up, load up the kitten game, and I noticed the corner like got Peter's logo. Like, oh, no. All right. And then I also, you, literally, you're in the first room, and you pick up you, you walk towards the, the desk that's got a raven thing on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, hey, I'm I'm the Raven. Uh, there's a few other things, um, people you're going to meet along your journeys, but come to me for information. And then, all right, fair enough. <clears throat> and then he starts, he sort of starts to move away, and he starts talking to you again, and he starts talking about um, like a, a sea life type world thing. And you think, and like the the, the whales are in captivity or something. And like, okay, so is this my mission? All right, and then it starts saying about how they're forcing um, the cows, uh, artificially inseminating them and all this stuff and then forced pregnancy and everything. Like, and like, exit, delete, done. I'm not fucking around with um, propaganda. Yeah. And, oh, God, they did, they did a similar one with, um, I want to say it was like one of the more recent Super Mario games within the past five years or so, where, mm. okay, in, in, for those who don't know, in, the, in some Mario games, Mario can get the Tanuki suit, which is literally a suit, you know, Tanuki bear and all of that. Yeah. And he can even turn into a statue. Yay. Uh, which is all well and good. You can even stomp out fires and potaboos and everything. Which you normally can't do. As a, as a statue. Not as not in the Tanuki suit itself. But yeah. PETA saw this and they're like, He's wearing the skin of a raccoon! It's like, no! It's literally a suit that looks like the goddamn Japanese Tanuki! Have they never seen a onesie? Yeah. And, and <laughs> cat... Can't correct me if I'm wrong, but don't the Tanuki, Japanese Tanuki, don't when they're depicted, don't they have like the balls? Yeah, that's all that was missing from Mario's Tanuki suit. So you know, oh, but mm. although what would be funny is if there was a version like that, and then Peta just got really cheesed off. <laughs> uh, I, I am all for pissing off groups like Peta, even the, even yeah. though even though sometimes a broken clock is right twice a day. Like I was driving hmm. around in in the next city over, and there was a sign up there that says, "Hey, if it's too hot for you, it's too hot for the dog. Make sure they're watered." And I'm like, "Oh, that's a Yay. good sign." And it's like, "Oh, wait, that's Peta. Holy shit, broken clock!" Mm. 
Um, <coughs> yeah. So, so uh, Michelle and I have kind of had had the thing over on this particular segment. Cat, what do you have to say? I've completely lost track of what the original topic was. Okay. I got I got onto Super Mario and then Broken <laughs> Clocks and now I can't backtrack to what the original topic was. Oh no. Was. Chicken did a road. Okay, we got really far from there cuz that was like animals in captivity and then my brain went to the, there's an anime called Silver Spoon and I was thinking about that and I'm like where did we start? <laughs> Where did we start? Trick? I couldn't. I couldn't make. Our, I couldn't make my way back there. Yes. Chicken Dinner Road sounds amazing. Um, first off, how do you even know that? How does how does Peter even know that it's not the chicken's dinner? Chicken Dinner Road. Like first off, I'm really hungry now. Oh. Like suddenly, I really want to go to the Cracker Barrel. Yeah. But um, also, that exactly. could be like the chicken's dinner road. Yeah, especially. Especially those that, that argument could be made, but nobody would believe it. But um, fuck off! It, it, it's the same thing we bring up every week. Is this really the hill you want to die on? Is this, is this really like worth everybody's time and effort to fight for <laughs> to change the name yeah. of Chicken Dinner Road in Bumblefuck Idaho, or wherever this was? <laughs> Like really, this is this is what we're gonna spend our time on. There are real problems. Even PETA has real problems they could be addressing, yeah. like their kill shelters, mm-hmm. or, or like yeah, real problems just... like dog fighting or something. Uh, puppy mills. Come on, like you have bigger, better things to do with your time and money. Yeah. And see, that's the thing about PETA. If they were actually concentrated on those issues, you know, like you said, the puppy mills, dog racing, um, dog fighting, even, you know, that, then that would be more respectable. Sure. But they pull bullshit like this with all these statistics, the statistics that they probably pulled out of our ass. I say our ass, their ass, maybe ours too. I don't know. Maybe that's the way I felt weird this morning. But, <laughs> but, you know, but they keep doing shit like this. It's like, guys, no. See, see, and, and I'm going to tie it in with George Carlin because he would attack both sides of the aisle and whichever one he attacked more is ones that made themselves more of a target, which is why, you know, like in, especially in his later comedy, he would attack a lot of the more conservative ideas, but he didn't let people like, you know, like the extreme views of say PETA, for example, go unchecked either in his comedy. So this would be something like, that's taking it a little bit too far. By renaming roadways, by saying everybody should be vegan, or everybody should be this, that's taking it a little bit too far. We humans are I'm, omnivores. I am sincere in the sense that I want to see that research about the vegan health benefits. Yeah. Because I want to know like sample sizes and where they're getting the research from and you know how it's been done. I want, I want to look at the method and say, is there actually some validity to this? Because if it is, that's actually some really interesting statistics. Yeah. But how much of it is an article, or how much of it is because it's such a tiny sample? Yeah. You know, but I, you know, sincerely, if the, if there if that's true, then it's something to consider. Yeah. I probably wouldn't go big. I I I said before I'd probably maybe lean towards a vegetarian or possibly flexitarian because again I like chicken too much as well. I couldn't give up chicken. Yeah. Um, but 
I've had some vegetarian food. It's quite nice. I can see, you know, maybe lean towards it if it if needs be. But full vegan, I can't be asked for that. It's too much hassle. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I like my meat too much. Yeah. <clears throat> so with that, we are going to get out of here for this week. Am I also saying fuck you, Peter, once again? <laughs> fuck you, Peter. Bankers. Uh, but yes, yeah, so uh, Michelle, if we wanted to find you on social media, where could we find you? Uh, you can find me um, on YouTube and Twitter at Phoenix11, P H E O N I X 11. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, my, my, my viewing numbers for my latest unboxings were lower than normal, so go check them out. There you go. <laughs> and Kat, if we wanted to find you on the social medias, where could we find you? You can find me on Twitter at LabyrinthCat and Facebook.com slash NerdistCat as my voice goes. <clears throat> finally um, and if you want to check out my other podcasts which I will not have a voice for later <laughs> you can check out um, What the Fuck with Josh Hadley on 1201beyond.com and you can also check out Nerd to the Third Power which is over on YouTube and iTunes and all this good stuff yay and, uh, and as for me if you wanted to find me on the social medias you can find me on the Twitters, Tumblrs, Instagrams YouTube, well, my main channel on YouTube at Gomer21XX. You can find me on the Facebooks at Gomer the Ranting Thespian. And you can also follow this show at Thest Talk Show on Twitter. And, of course, you can always find this show on, you know, on all of the uh, podcast apps as long as Anchor puts it over there. But if they're not updating for whatever reason, you can always go to rtgomer.com where I not only have the video version of this that gets uploaded to YouTube that's posted there, but also a link to to anchor where you can go there and of course links to both not just my patreon but also listener support through anchor if you would rather go through that way and you want to support the show um but for that but for now that is going to be it for this time by the time this is live i'm going to be in Kissimmee, but it should not affect the show next week we'll have to see so uh, until next time this is gomer the ranting thespian with michelle and the cat signing off